You know, on Facebook Live, you actually can respond to people. So I've, I've now get to text in church. I was up here doing that just a little bit ago. Uh, just so glad to have so many different options to worship. Um, today we are talking about being present. Uh, last week we began a new sermon series. We're calling it Vow More Than Ever. And the point of it is, is that when you become a United Methodist, you take a vow. You make a commitment that you will support the church with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. Now, there may be some that are watching online or they're here this morning that are not United Methodists. And so you didn't make that vow when you became a member of our church. But I'd still suggest to you that those are important aspects of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, that you should make it a priority to support the church and to support the Lord with your prayers and your presence and your gifts and your service and your witness. And so today we're talking about the ministry of presence, uh, that you're being present. A few weeks ago, uh, we had a funeral here for Cecil Smith. She is one of the saints that we're celebrating today on this All Saints Day. And at that funeral, uh, Dr. Jim uh, was preaching her eulogy, and he said something about she always sat on the second pew every single Sunday. And that was absolutely true until she got sick. I don't think Miss Cecil has missed a Sunday since I've been here. And and probably for a long time before that, she was always there on Sunday. And you could tell on those rare Sundays when I had a really good sermon is that she'd get about two inches higher in the seat as the sermon went on. She was just so excited to be in the house of the Lord and then I got to thinking about it. Well, Jim and Reverend Martha, they both are, are really good at knowing exactly, at least in the pre-COVID days uh, and before blue tape days, covering up some of your pews. They know where everybody sits. They could almost take roll uh, by looking out here and then they can tell where most of you sit and sit. And, and that's for two reasons. One, they're very attentive clergy persons. And two, uh, the Dead Sea wasn't even sick when both of them started working at St. Mark's. And so they've been here a long time and you all are creatures of habit and you've been sitting in the same place for a long time. And so they know when you're present by looking out into the pews and seeing you on Sunday morning. And then I got to thinking, you know, there's probably a lot of us here this morning that when we're calling to mind the saints that we're going to celebrate in our service in just a little while, there are a lot of you that can remember with great fondness these saints that we're celebrating today. And you know where they sat because they sat near you and because you greeted them when you came in or when you left. And so in your mind's eye, you can picture that right now. And then I got to thinking there are probably some of you that maybe are new to St. Mark's or you haven't been coming for very long. And so you may not know everybody and you may not know who sits where, where yet. And you may have even made the mistake of sitting in somebody else's seat one Sunday. But I bet that you can remember a church in your life. And somebody special that went to that church. And if I give you the moment just for today, just this one time to daydream, to reminisce, to let your mind wander. 
you could go back to a church. Maybe this one or another one, a different time in a different place. And you can remember someone that you love, someone that you cared about and where they sat Sunday after Sunday as they worshiped the Lord. You see, presence is an important component about what it means to give our lives to God. And yet, in 2020, presence looks a lot different, doesn't it? I mean, as Miss Nancy talked about in the children's sermon, we have been reminded, just in case we've forgotten, that the church is more than just a building. That the church uh, is the people. In fact, the biblical understanding of church is that it is the gathered assembly of those uh, who are followers of the Lord. And so the church is not this so much as it's this. And in 2020, what we realize is that it's not even just the people who gather in this place that makes the church the church. So you can be the church without being in the church. You can be present without physically being present. But guess what? It's also a reminder of something else. 2020 is that you can be present without being fully Present here in the sanctuary and at home. Let me give you a few examples. I would hate to ask for a show of hands because I probably would not want to know how many of you could answer these questions. But how many tiles are in the ceiling of St. Mark's United Methodist Church? I can almost guarantee you that there is someone here that has counted all these tiles at some point sitting in a worship experience here at church. And to uh, avoid the temptation for you to now count them, there are 1,147 tiles in the sanctuary of St. Mark's United Methodist Church. So if you knew that, congratulations. I'm not sure what kind of prize you should get for knowing that, but now you know it. There's some of you, if I ask, how many lights are in the sanctuary of St. Mark's United Methodist Church? You could quickly tell me, well, there are 30 spotlights, there are 24 floodlights, and there are 12 overhead lights in the sanctuary. And you would know that because you counted them while you were here. You were present. But were you really present? And for those of you at home, it's the same way. You can be worshiping. You can be present in this worship experience and not fully present. I still chuckle about it. Right after we started doing live worship feeds, somebody sent me a picture one Sunday that wanted me to know that they were worshiping at home. 
And so the picture was from their cell phone. It was showing their laptop in front of them with me preaching on the front. And then right behind them, Meet the Press was on the television. You can be present without being fully present. You could be at home right now listening to me while you're folding your laundry or putting away the dishes or maybe you're working the Sudoku puzzle in the paper or maybe you're playing Candy Crush on your phone. You're present. But are you really present? And so as we think about these vows that we've made in 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 our membership vows the ministry of being present is absolutely important but whether you're present physically in the church on Sunday morning like those of you here today are or whether you're present by worshiping virtually online with us as so many hundreds of you are doing Sunday after Sunday we can get distracted We can worship without being fully present. And so maybe what God would have us to think about as we're considering the vows that we have made is in what way can we be fully present, whether we're worshiping in a building called the church or whether we're worshiping at home. It reminds me of a scripture lesson Uh, That we didn't read this morning Uh, that is talking about gathering together Psalm 100 and being present in worship and worshiping the Lord with joyful noise and and with gladness. But as I was thinking about being present without fully present, there was another one of my favorite biblical stories that came to mind. It was after Jesus had been crucified and resurrected. And. Two of the people that had been in Jerusalem are walking back to their home in Emmaus. And they are disillusioned. They can't believe everything that they've experienced while they were in Jerusalem. They really don't understand what had happened. They thought that Jesus was going to be this great military leader. He would come in might and he would restore Israel to prominence. And instead, he ended up being crucified. And then they learn later that there's rumors abounding about how he is resurrected from the dead. And the scripture says that while these two disciples were walking back to Emmaus, and this is in Luke 24, if you want to read it, that Jesus actually joins them on the journey. But there's one thing. They are kept from recognizing him. And so they're having a conversation with this stranger beside them, but they don't know That it's Jesus. Whose fault do you think that was? Do you think it was Jesus's fault that they didn't recognize him? Do you think that maybe Jesus was wearing some sort of costume like our kids wore last night trick or treating? Or or was Jesus intentionally trying to be mysterious? Then that may be the reason. Or was it their fault? 
They were so wrapped up in what they had experienced. They were so wrapped up in the conversation that they were having. They were so wrapped up in their questions and their doubts and their fears and their concerns that Jesus himself is literally walking right next to them. And they do not recognize him. It's only in the breaking of bread that they begin to see who Jesus really is. What keeps you from recognizing Jesus? What keeps you from being fully present to the presence of God? That might be worth considering. Today we celebrate All Saints Day. We're remembering the saints of every time and every place that have gone on before us to be with God in glory. But we're especially calling to mind those, fam- those loved ones that have gone to be with God in the past year. And one of the ways that which I hope we can all be encouraged as we gather here today on this All Saints Day. Is to remember the faithful way that these saints were present here on earth to God. But do you know that that pales in comparison to the way they now experience the presence of God in glory? And they are still very much present to us as well. Let's be fully present today to God and to the way these saints continue to live in and among us. Thanks be to God. Amen.